Welcome to the Moral Marriage Podcast. And today we are talking about a big one. My partner is so checked out. They dot, dot, dot. We're going to talk about why peace is so important in the home. Stop trying to lead and make decisions all the time. You should not be proud if you raised your voice and screamed at them. No matter what. No matter what. I'm Cass. I'm Catherine. Why am I allowing him to do this in front of our children? Why am I allowing this to happen at all? You don't get to say whatever you want to a man and push him to the point where he snaps. I might have been a really bad man the other day, but today I went out of my way to be a good man and she thanked me for it. Is that you always want to act in the direction you want to go. So. He is just a paycheck. What about his needs? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Wow, this can go in so many different directions. So the first thing that comes to my mind personally is when I'm working with a man and he shows up, I often remind men it's it's her turn. And I'll give you a super simple example. Like, so, you know, you've been working, you've been doing everything you can, providing this is the life that you give. You come home and do your, your responsibilities, mowing the lawn, whatever. But when you get into my program, you're like, wow, shit, she hasn't had a partner. Like your day's been over. And then you're letting her take care of everything else, the dinners, the dishes, the kids bath, then the kids in the middle of the night, the kids got the flu. So it's automatically her responsibility, whether she's got a job or not, guys, this is going too far when people are like, Oh, we got to figure out roles. Like she's checked out. She's like, Whoa, pressure off. She sits back and my guys are doing everything. So instead of her being the mom or the maid, he becomes the dad and the butler, you know? And you had an example with a fight, a fight version. What was that? Yeah, I actually have two examples, okay. one for each side yeah. of us. So the way I see this is um, one time we got in a fight, it was 2019, and it was a bad public fight. Oh, yeah. We talk we talk a lot about how I bottled everything up and I wasn't safe to express anything at home. And so sometimes in alcohol-infused, of course, uh, atmospheres, when I had my people around me, that's when everything would blow up because then all of a sudden I had the liquid courage and the community courage mm-hmm. to be able to tell him what I really thought. Community courage. I yeah, like community that. courage. <laughs> so I lost it one time. And afterwards, of course, you know, I didn't want to get a divorce. I mean, part of me did and part of me didn't, you know, because I never acted on it. But because I didn't want to lose my husband for weeks following, I was trying to make amends. I was the one doing all the work. I checked myself into anger management. Um, I was drinking less. I was whatever it was, everything that was causing the problems, working on my communication. And he was just angry, would not accept anything that I was doing. He had checked out. Um, The other example would be when he had sort of it was sort of the opposite. I had to call the police on him. Um, he used the word a minute ago, it's her turn. Well, when I felt, when I felt safety, because he was doing all this work, he went to anger management. He was working on his communication. He was doing all these things to better himself. And I took that opportunity because now I was safe. The law, as far as I was concerned, the law was involved. Of course I was safe. (laughs) And so it was my turn. Then I was expressing all of the negative emotions and there's nothing wrong with negative emotions, but there's a, there is a problem with the way you express them. And so I took that opportunity to then take my turn. And I wasn't sure. I don't think anybody tries to be nasty, but in the absence of connection, there is the opportunity for nastiness. When one person is in and the other person is checked out, that checked out person often will push, whether it's intentionally maliciously or not, will Mm -hmm. push the other person Mm -hmm. until then they snap. And then it's a, it's a shift of power. Go ahead. So I was just going to say, yeah, I, I think that's the first thing that we need to think about when, Cause we all feel, whoa, is me. My partner's checked out. 
right? It's not fair. I try so hard. I do this. I do that. I'm literally reading all these books. I'm, I'm dropping my guard. I'm, I can't tell you how many comments we see or, or like on the social media or even the people in our programs. They're like, I'm trying so hard, but they're so checked out that they, and it could be literally take a break. They fight back. They do whatever they do that just amplifies your victimization of it's not fair. I'm doing everything. My partner is so checked out. There's a reason your partner is checked out. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest, can I go into a piece of advice? Please, yeah. The biggest piece of advice that I could give when your partner is checked out is that you need to wait it out. And why wait? I don't mean wait and do nothing. I mean, continue to persist, continue to do all the steps that you're doing mm -hmm. because your partner, part of that is that your partner needs to know that it's real. Your partner needs to know that this, this, these changes that you're making, if they're checked out, whether they're ignoring you, they're sitting back and letting you do all the work. The example he used was when the husband comes home and starts taking care of the kids, the wife stops. Um, when you're angry because your partner did something and now it's your turn to be angry, whatever that is, as the partner who is not checked out, it is your responsibility. You have the opportunity to continue to work on yourself, continue to show up continue to show empathy and validation for these emotions that they're feeling because otherwise what's going to happen, you're then going to give up and then you have that balance shift of power again. Yeah. And you know, this is really funny timing because this morning I had a meeting with some men, just a special one-off. It wasn't a regular coaching call. It was just guys I specifically picked for my program where I wanted to talk about, you know, next steps when their partner is continually checked out or throwing a lot of the, this kind of negative behavior at their, at them. Right. They're working very hard. Guys, if you don't know, you know, our system is really simple. Inspire, lead. That's when you're learning and you're implementing. OK. And then you become. So you are a leader. OK. That's the person that's checked in. OK. And then from there, you might have to invite or ask your, your partner. And at some point, further to what you were saying, honey, was like you might have to motivate your partners with a boundary. If you're always checked in and they're always checked out, the challenge is what you were just saying, babe, where most of the time you're, you're not continuing to show up because now you want it to be your turn again to sit down. Right. So I'll use those guys as an example. Well, I decided to take a really long break. Like I, I haven't been using the program. I got to start over for another personal time frame, whatever that is, one week, one month, 90 days that they give themselves because they're like, I kind of fell off the wagon. What does that mean from their workouts, from doing their participation at home as a partner, from, you know, showing up and doing the things that they said they would do, which you you just mentioned, follow through and or a big one would be the defensiveness starts to climb in the anger, the resentment, because you don't like it when it's not your turn and you, you get, don't show up. Yeah, you get frustrated. Yeah. When is my partner going to follow me? Well, you it's different with everybody. I go back to time, mm -hmm. time, more time can consistency continue to show up it sounds like a broken record because i say this so often yeah but i think it's just so important i mean if you guys really understand it so i mean i teach this patience formula which you guys have heard me talk about i'll, I'll go through it real quick if you're new but simple like the length of time times the trauma pain wounds less your tolerance equals your patience i know it's not mathematical the amount of times that men can have a discussion with me and realize man like she's so checked out that she's doing X, Y, Z. And we always go back. When you get good at this, you're like, what could I do differently? And this isn't news. Guys, if you look at a stock price crashing right now, everybody's on high alert. Everybody's panicking and they're selling. They're this and that. And when does the stock price usually climb? When the CEO gets on and goes, I fucked up. 
you know, your team sure might be checked out. Okay, no problem. But the CEO takes responsibility. This is what I'm going to do and move forward. And it doesn't matter whose turn it is. It doesn't matter what they're doing. And I want you guys to start being the CEOs of your marriage. I want you guys to start Mm -hmm. showing up like you actually have a company mission and a company vision and a purpose. Why you got here in the first place and forget turns. Sure, I'll say to my man, it's her turn. But if you want to actually ask her to join you when you've been showing up and she's still checked out, if you actually have to get to motivate with a boundary, then you're going to have to be responsible for the fact that you are in charge of your mission, of your purpose and what you want. And just recognize you need to take that responsibility and show up because more than likely this disrespect, this laziness, this complacency, this insert whatever negative vibe you have as your partner is checked out. You have allowed, you have, you've enabled, you're codependent. I'm going to use narcissism because it's super easy. You would have to have a codependent relationship for this to go on for years and years and years. And it's hard. I get it. And it's scary as F. I get it. But you're a part of that situation. You didn't have the tools. That's still your responsibility. Whether or not it was your opportunity to have them or not, it's still your responsibility. So be in charge, the CEO of your relationship. And just since you're checked in, that's you. Go figure it out. And you can have two CEOs, by the way. You absolutely that should be your can. goal. That should be your yeah. goal. Yeah, superpower couple. You know, I was just filming filming some content on that right now. Actually, like people are all about hashtag couple goals. You know, we look so good on paper, outside looking in. You remember we were like that. Oh my gosh! You know? Yes. Like, and you know, nobody would have known because there's probably still people from our past life that if they see what we're doing now, they'll be like, "What?" I actually I thought about that because we don't talk to a ton of people from the past life and from past business life. Past personal, business our life. personal yeah. connections are the same. Sorry, yeah. And I thought about that recently. I thought it's because of this. We were checked in as far as everybody knew, both of us, superpower couple. Everybody saw it, right? And it was garbage. You know, I'm learning from more and more successful men that I work with, for example, that they they want so much more. They're tired of having this fake marriage, this Mm -hmm. look good on paper. Everybody has what everybody wants what we have. You get tired of it. If you're tired of looking good on paper, the best you have is whatever you present. Even if you're not the superpower couple, you're presenting usually something false. It's not like what you did at that party where you were like. Yeah, we could only be false, false for so long because I would let it out. Every now and again, people would know the reality of our relationship. Mm-hmm. But those those are the people in our inner circle. But everybody that's not in your inner circle probably doesn't know. So when we talk about presenting a facade to people and having this relationship that people admire, it's the, it's the contacts that are just outside of your bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew I, I, my husband jokes that I knew the whole city. Yeah. So crazy. the whole city didn't know <laughs> the whole world knows our story now, but the whole sor- uh, city certainly didn't know our story. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was a bit of a tangent. Well, but I think it's an important one because when you're, in a relationship where one is checked out or potentially both of you, and we recognize there's a push pull, usually one is in and it's this your turn business we've talked about that false image that you're presenting. You got to start looking at it within first. If you want a different image, you know what that image looks like. So bring it home with or without your partner on board. That's what a successful CEO does. That's what the successful person who wants more in their marriage does. That's what somebody who just wants to invest better and figures out how they're doing it better with their health goals. It's all the same. They do what that person would do. We talk about that all the time. So do it. Okay. See you next time. See you.